This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 19th of December. In your Squiz today, footy fans engage in foul behaviour, more tragedy in Iran, cutting back on chips and humanising our pooches. This is your Squiz today. Footy fans have been on a high since the Socceroos' excellent World Cup performance in Qatar, Claire, but all their hard work may have been tarnished after hundreds of fans stormed the pitch during Saturday night's A-League men's match between Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City. Four investigations have now been launched into the incident by both Football Australia and Victoria Police. The background is that a decision was made by officials last week to hold the A-League men's and women's grand finals in Sydney for the next three years, and that's under a $12 million deal that the A-League has done with the New South Wales government. How it used to be done is that the highest-ranking team in the competition hosted the event uh, wherever they were in Australia. But to mark the fans' unhappiness with that, a fan walkout was expected during Saturday night's game, but instead violence erupted as spectators from the Melbourne victory end of the ground stormed the pitch. Uh, That left Melbourne City goalkeeper Tom Glover and referee Alex King with injuries uh, and Australian soccer in turmoil. Mm. Commentators and former top players say the incident has ruined the positive momentum that followed the Socceroos' performance in Qatar, like the World Cup never happened. But you probably don't feel that way if you're an Argentina fan because they defeated the World Cup title holders France in the final this morning. Yeah, a really thrilling match this morning. Uh, One that those who got up early will be feeling pretty smug about because there was a (laughs) lot going on. Um, Argentina led for most of the match, but France staged a massive comeback when Kylian Mbappe scored twice in the final minutes of regular time to level the score to all. And then in extra time, Lionel Messi scored for Argentina and then Mbappe levelled the score again, taking it to a penalty issue shootout. And from there, Argentina were able to close it out, winning their first World Cup since 1986. Croatia came in third after defeating Morocco 2-1 yesterday morning. That was a big deal for Croatia, which has a population of just 4 million people. So they've punched well above their weight. And their coach, Zlatko Dalic, called it bronze with a golden glow. So that brings an end to the most controversial World Cup ever staged. But bring on the Women's World Cup here in Oz and New Zealand next year. Violent protests are also continuing in Iran, Claire, where Tarana Alidusti, star of the 2017 Best Foreign Language Film at the Oscars, The Salesman, has been arrested by Iranian authorities on charges of spreading falsehoods about the big protests that have really gripped the country. 
So it was November that Aladusti posted a picture of herself to Instagram where she's not wearing a head covering and she's holding a piece of paper with that protest catch cry, women, life, freedom. And then last week she expressed solidarity with the first man executed for crimes uh, allegedly committed during those protests. She's 38 years old and she isn't the first popular figure to be detained in Iran, but it's a really big deal. It certainly is, and that is because she is regarded as one of the most influential Iranian actors of her generation, so the symbolism is really huge. Now, activists say at least a dozen people have been sentenced to death in closed-door hearings, and there are fears that more executions will be carried out soon. Claire, I think it's fair to say we're both a couple of potato munchers from way back, which is why I know we are both worried that Oz is staring down a chip shortage after flooding in the country's east has left the nation without enough potatoes to be put through the processes. And we can't even look overseas for emergency relief because there's an international shortage of chips due to supply chain and transport issues. Look, Siobhan, I don't know why we don't have this as the lead story, but anyway, (laughs) it's down the bulletin a bit and very important news. Uh, And strap yourself in because the growers say that soggy paddocks mean that uh, the shortage will be ongoing for at least the next six months. Uh, Last week, that saw Coles put a temporary purchase limit of no more than two frozen chip packs per transaction. Uh, But the pubs industry body say that they have a solution. Uh, It's told their venues uh, to start using other venues vegetables with meals or they say, this is the quote, there's always the healthy salad option and to that I think there's only one response and that's boo. Yeah, definitely boo. (laughs) And it's not like salad's always the answer anyway because baby spinach sold at Woolworths, Coles, Audi and Costco has been recalled as the food safety regulator says it's been contaminated with a weed that can cause delirium and hallucinations. Now, there's some specific lines affected by the recall, so I'll put a link to the Food Safety Regulator's press release in your episode notes. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long-Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. We know squizzes like a bit of a space update, Claire, so you might be interested to note that officials from the US Defence Department investigating UFO sightings in the skies and even underwater aren't ruling out the possibility that extraterrestrials have visited Earth. If you're wondering where this has come from, a proper look into all of this was commissioned during President Donald Trump's time in office and officials now say that there's no concrete evidence that we've ever received any intergalactic visitors. Uh, They say that we haven't had an alien crash or anything like that. Uh, But they also note that there's been a sharp increase of about 400 plus sightings this year. That's up from 140 cases of unidentified 
identified aerial phenomena uh, between 2004 and 2021. Yes, the US Congress looked at it as they were considering funding, and now it's asked for a report into UFOs dating back to 1945, which the boss of that area of defence says is going to be quite a research project. Claire, I'm a certified cat lady, but as our resident dog person, you're (laughs) interested in this bit of research that shows that more dog owners are giving their pups names that were previously reserved for people. It's a phenomenon as well. (laughs) The Washington Post uh, has really looked very deeply into it. They've analysed 61,000 dog names from an American website called Pet Finder and it's compared it to baby names from official records that stretch back to 1880. So they've taken it pretty seriously. (laughs) And what they have found uh, was that Bella, Max and Luna are the most frequently used human names used for dogs these days. But names like Robert, James and Mary are very rarely used for dogs. And in case you're a fan of Colin from Accounts, that TV show that's come out in the last bit, uh, Colin is definitely reserved as a human name. Yeah, I love this. This is a lot of fun. And the researchers say it's part of a trend that our pets are taking a more important role in many owners' lives. And if you want to find out how your best buddy's name rates, we'll post a link to the convenient analysis tool in our episode notes. Out of interest, Claire, how did Tucker rate? (laughs) These days it's used more as a pet name than a human name, they said, but he still thinks he's pretty equal to a person, so I don't really know what to make of that. Oh, I think he's pretty special, that's for sure. (laughs) Squiz the day, Claire, and I'm excited about a particular anniversary today because it's 179 years since I think my favourite book of all time was published. (laughs) And drumroll, I can reveal what that is. (laughs) Uh, That is the release of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. That was back in 1843. I absolutely love it. And no joke, I read and watch versions of this story every single year. I absolutely love it. And this week I'm going to watch the darker retelling featuring Guy Pearce that was part of a 2019 miniseries, so I'm saving it. (laughs) There you go. Yep. That's it from us today. Have a great start to your week and we'll be back tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when a, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is a lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and, and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handed, handled in an appropriate, appropriate way. Mm-hmm.
For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.